Today's show is brought to you by Dojo Kyle Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Learn effective self-defense, keep in shape, and take part in the growing community over at Dojo Kyle, conveniently located on Center Street in downtown Kyle. Call them right now at 512-686-6077 to immediately schedule your 1999 child program. And make sure to visit www.kylelife.com forward slash Dojo Kyle for a free gift. Entertaining shows with content that spreads information and sparks discourse throughout the community. This is the Pearl Media Network. Welcome to the Kyle Life Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to showcasing what makes Kyle, Texas unique. We interview local business owners, politicians, and talk with everyday residents to further promote our beautiful city. This podcast is brought to you by KyleLife.com and is proudly part of the Pearl Media Network. We thank you for tuning in today. Now sit back and enjoy the show. Hey guys, Joshua here with Kyle Life, and today's show is part one of our three-part series where we're talking with the candidates that are running for mayor in the upcoming May 10th general election. Joining me for today's episode is candidate Brad Pickett. Brad, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you, Joshua. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, man, I really appreciate your time. Uh, To start this off, could you please tell the listeners uh, your background and how long you've been in the Kyle area? Our family moved into the Kyle area in 2006. And we moved here uh, for my son's uh, to get ready for his senior year at Lehman High School. And I moved here as a job opportunity in Austin. It was a venture capital outfit. And uh, I was made their director of finance. Uh, we were living in Katy at the time, which is in the Houston area. Mm-hmm. We uh, really enjoyed that area, but this was just too good of an opportunity. And uh, so we moved here in 06. My background is uh, I've been in finance pretty much my whole life. Um, I've had an interest in... Um, the numbers, and I've had an interest in uh, the uh, strategic aspects that it provides and the future planning, and I've been involved in that for about 24 years now. That's great. What got you interested in politics? Well, never thought I'd be here, to be honest with you, really? Joshua. I, uh, what happened was is I saw things changing in our budget, because um, I pay attention to that, just because of my background, probably, and... From looking through our budget, I saw some issues that were coming up, and our council was getting ready to vote on some more debt. And uh, I what went year in, was this? I'm sorry to interrupt. When, when when was this? Right when you moved, like '06 time, or that would have been '08. '08, okay. And we, uh, I was complaining about the budget as I stomped around the house, <laughs> and my wife told me to put up or shut up because nice. it was driving her crazy. Yeah. Um, she's always been a big supporter of mine, but she knew I needed to do something about it or let it go. Right. And I decided to do something about it. I went into council and I spoke and I was approached by a couple of individuals. Many people will know, uh, Bob Barton, mm-hmm. um, and Linda Tenorio, individuals like that. They approached me after the meeting, thought I spoke well, um, really appreciated my comments, uh, that I articulated it well, um, ended up having lunch with, uh, Mr. Barton and um, from there, uh, he uh, started to have me think about getting on the city council. The seed was planted? Yes. And uh, it was probably about a year later I actually considered it. <laughs> right. Well, it's, um, it's a time commitment, right? Absolutely. It is a almost another full-time job. Um, and the people who serve... Um, I can really appreciate what they do. Having been on council before, I can really appreciate what they do now. 
and the time commitment that it takes. We we have um, when you're on the council, you receive anywhere from 200 to 400 pages of documentation and backup uh, relating to all the issues that are on that agenda. And uh, so you've got to if you study and if you're really looking at the issues, then you've got to commit to that and you've got to be ready to look into it. Absolutely. So um, like you mentioned, you served on council. Uh, this was uh, a year ago that you stepped off of council. And now fast forwarding, what led you to say, hey, I see a vacancy coming up in the and for the mayoral seat. I want to get that. What, what led to that decision in your life? Well, that was that was a family decision. We, uh, as a family, uh, felt like we needed to take some time away, and uh, we had some health issues in our family, and we needed to get those resolved. And uh, so, as we got those taken care of um, last September, it was about when we got them all resolved, and then we made it a, a matter of prayer, to be honest with you. And our family um, strongly believes in that, and uh, we prayed and prayed and. Uh, the answer kept coming back that we needed to run for mayor. And uh, we are going to stand where he wants us to stand. And so here we are. Great. So, so you uh, have the whole family uh, coming together to make, help you make the decision to, to run again. Absolutely. And, and, and not just their decision, but their commitment now. Uh, because they're all in on this. They know. They don't, this is not something dad decided on a whim. Uh, this is something we did as a family. And you were telling me before the show, you've got, you've got teenagers. And so, I mean, I'm not sure if, uh, how, how cool is it to your kids that you're a politician in their, their town they're living in? Um, it's, uh, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. <laughs> um, they, don't, they don't mind saying uh, and sharing that. Um, they love to go out and campaign. They love to knock on doors, um, which I think is fairly unusual for a teenager. Yeah. And, or an adult, to be fair. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> and uh, they love to do that. They love to get out and spread that message and um, what we're running on. And uh, But the other side is that it, they, it, it's a lot. It's a big commitment. And uh, when we can't do it as a family and we're going separate ways, um, that can be sometimes a little stressful. But um, we're ready. We're good to go. And they're excited about campaigning. And, you know, you'd mentioned what kind of planted the seed in your head before meeting with some uh, folks from the community, you know, just the initial looking at the budget and having issues with what you saw. You you saw you were disgruntled, right, to be fair, to say that uh, with how the city was being run at the time or budget issues, whatever it was. Uh, there's still no lack of issues that that keeps our town talking. If you were mayor um, or right now as a candidate, what are some of the issues you see that you want to address? Well, first and foremost, I think we've got to get a handle on our budget. Uh, I think that is council's number one job. And uh, as you read our city charter, it even says, says it in so many words. And we have got to get a handle on our budget from both the revenue side and from a debt perspective. I think from a city staff's per perspective, I don't think we're um, overstaffed. I don't think we're terribly understaffed, although there are probably some at, at City Hall that would uh, disagree with me on that. Uh, however, um, I think we've got to get a handle first on our debt because our debt is the biggest driver of why taxes keep going up. Do you have any spe um, 
specific numbers in your head you can elaborate on like what our debt is because a lot of people listening um i'm sure you know from campaigning a lot of people it's not that they're apathetic they just don't have the time to either know or the means of knowing because our city up until recently getting information spread to the masses hasn't been they haven't been the most effective at it so when you say debt what is that issue what does that mean so that the people listening now know what the actual issue is not just we might have a spending problem. Do you have specifics? Like what is our debt problem for the city of Kyle? Sure. Our debt problem, uh, we have over $70 million in debt. And of that, um, part of the problem is, is over the last decade is we've taken on projects and paid for them in full when in reality, we had a lot of help that we could have received. And we blew it as a city and as a city council. It was uh, really messed up, especially between 01 and 2010. The uh, our debt should be closer to 30 or 40 million. Um, after by st- with still accomplishing the same projects, and we should have already been able to accomplish the road projects. Like we have a road bond that just passed for 36 million. That we should have already been on the way to getting that done years ago, not waiting until it's an absolute need that uh, people are driving on unsafe roads. We've got kids walking in the, in, uh, the side of the road. Um, we, don't, we don't need that. We're better than that. We need a, a plan to be able to be able to meet those needs ahead of time, not wait until they are um, to the point to where uh, we walk out our door and we're wondering why kids are walking in the gutter. Right, so yeah. to speak, we don't even have sidewalks anymore, or we never have yeah, some had. Of, them. Well, some of the, yeah, well, some of the east side roads are real bad. Absolutely, we've we've got to uh, get a plan in place and get these ahead of time. And instead of waiting until now, until it's a, a I would call it a disaster, is what it is. Um, you look at how that road flooded this last. Uh, we saw that with the rain in October, and. It was uh, unbelievable. That road was closed for several days. Right. And um, we've got to get a handle on that debt number. Uh, there's not much we can do about that number right now, but what we can do is get a, get a control of how we go about it. And we use the means that we, ca- that we have available to us to still get these projects done. Like I believe the $36 million that was approved, I believe those projects can be done for nearly half that with uh, the help of uh, organizations such as Campo organi- and uh, TxDOT. And we get these things shovel ready and engineering done on them ahead of time. We can get the money for these before the project starts. Right, and they, um, council just approved two of them to begin, or one of the road projects, they, they've uh, they've approved all of the engineering to be done. Okay, and uh, they still haven't moved forward on it. They've kind of still got that stuck. What do you and what do you think the issue is with with moving forward? Because I mean, I hear you know this isn't the first time I've had candidates running for a position in here, and I'm not I'm not going to say it's rhetoric, but a lot of the times they talk about you know uh, debt always comes up or the getting the council to move forward uh progression right what you've been in council what is the problem like what is it a disagreement and it's just a stalemate of of the council members or what what is going on that we're (laughs) that we found ourselves in this problem uh with the current bond project i believe the reason we haven't moved forward uh, correctly is because of politics, to be honest with you. And here in the city of Kyle, that has always been a problem. We have got to get past playing politics and get down to doing what's right and end the rest. Uh, we've got 
um, really two different groups up there right now that stick together. And Kyle doesn't need that. Kyle needs seven people up there on their city council that think alone and think for themselves and each of them do what is right. And the system, the seven people, all get a vote. And that it should come out, even if it's four to three on the vote, to do the right thing. And so you want differing opinions. You want some dissension because that helps make that project better. But we have got to get these things moving forward. There is no reason for why the engineering has not already um, been well on its way to being accomplished. Yeah. Um, you know, we had put out a question to on our social media outlets uh, asking people for what issues matter to them. The most um, reoccurring uh, instance on our social media replies was the travel center over there at Yarrington, that controversy. I know you're familiar with it uh, because you're involved in, in, in the city, the works of the city. Uh, what is your opinion on that? And uh, how do you feel about the, the building of that travel center there? Well, first of all, they're not stuck in the mode of that's what's going to be there. Um, I've been in talks with these guys for months. Um, I, uh, for the record, um, I did vote in favor of building it. Um, I do believe that an individual that has their property and that they have an opportunity to do what they would like to with that property. And when we decide we're all in favor of freedom and liberty, until someone tells us what we can and can't do on our property. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and otherwise, we feel free that we can tell other people what they can do. Oh, it feels great to tell people what they can and can't do. <laughs> but I have that, that, and I also had, a, there was a lot of people uh, that hadn't spoken up on it yet. And uh, so I was the first one that actually came out and was in favor of it. Now, it did move to where it did gain some favor. And a lot of citizens are wondering why it's not done. Yeah. And uh, where's the revenue from that? Because the projected revenue from that for the city um, to relieve property taxes for the citizens is between two hundred and five hundred thousand dollars a year, which we've already put off two years. And um, we have got to uh, continue. To, I, I want to still act in favor of the citizens. So my job as an elected official is to represent them, and if they want me to to turn this down and to not allow it, then I will absolutely consider that. Um, but I have worked with them and I've been talking with them frequently. And in fact, I just met with them last week and they are not stuck in the mold of building a travel center there. Um, they're strongly considering some other avenues. Um, the problem is it will cost Kyle taxpayer money because they will want what's called a 380 agreement where we reimburse them. Um, for pro for part of the roads and for part of the infrastructure that's needed out there, where otherwise with the travel center, it wouldn't cost us anything. The travel center, they're willing to actually put money into the city. They're willing to pay for traffic lights. They're willing to put money into the infrastructure to bring sewage down that way and to pay for room for a lift station. Someone on our council went to them and said, can you make your plan this way? And they did, and they still didn't vote for it. <laughs> they were going to, and then when the vote came out, they changed their mind that night. And so <laughs> they, they spent thousands of dollars to bend and to do everything that was wanted, and they still got turned down. So that, that's wasting money for them. So go back to your point on politics, uh, driving. Yeah. <laughs> well, in these 380 agreements, you know, you look at a couple of the big ones, and uh, we've given it away. 
we have given away the farm. If you talk to the director of finance for the city, he will tell you the same thing. He came here after those agreements were made, and so did I. They really gave it away, and even for future growth. Uh, for example, the Walmart that's that's planned to be built over there by Lowe's, um, a lot of people don't realize they're excited about the sales tax revenue that will bring to the city, along, of course, with the shopping and the competitive pricing mm-hmm. and those kind of things. 33% of that goes to one of those agreements. That 33%? For another 10 years. They, uh, I've spoken, and that agreement did not need to be made at all. That was all revenue. This is going to be millions of dollars. It's already been $800,000 in that particular agreement that we have lost, and it is gone. And I have spoken with several people closely, including the previous property owner, previous council members. That is an agreement that did not have to be made. That entity was coming here no matter what. They already had the property. It was a done deal. Man, that's upsetting. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm with you on the small business owner because I think that's what drives us. If, if more of us uh, could do what you're doing and start their own business and provide for themselves and provide for their family and have more direct control over it, because I've been a, I've been a business owner as well, that is what really drives not only this country, but that's what will drive Kyle. Oh, I, well, yeah, and, I, and you know, you, we don't have room here for for that many big boxes. We don't exactly, have room here right. f- for all of that. Kyle is actually geographically pretty small. We're well, six compared. square miles, aren't we? Yeah, is that all we are? Is six square miles? We are not very <laughs> maybe big. linear. Maybe it's six linear mile from highway point. You know, it's from like, like I thirty five. Yeah, but you know what I'm. Yeah, I agree with you. If we um, focused on enabling people to be successful for themselves you'll see it spread that's well and when i was on council we saw small business owners come in all the time and they would ask for a little zoning change and it wasn't a big one it was just a a, a small maneuver little variance just to make the law and uh they had to jump through so many hoops and get so many things done and i know business owners um in other local areas from san marcus to buda to lockhart to wimberley who already have businesses and would like to come to Kyle won't because they tried and they got frustrated and they aren't going to do it again. Are you open then? Like you just said, you uh, had small business owners uh, come in to ask for requests or whatnot. Do you would promote that kind of taking things case by case scenario with lo- local business owners looking for a variance as opposed to these blanket policies that we apply that really were written for big bots, but we're going to apply them all across the board. I think we need to look at that from two aspects, actually. I think the first aspect is we need to pull the reins back on some of those ordinances for small business. Um, we still need to protect our property owners. The, um, they, Some of them bought property based on those ordinances. So, right, right. So we're not going to leave them out, but we should look at ways to pull back a little bit. Um, number two, absolutely looking at the variances. Um, that was something I was very much in favor of on council. Um, The thing that drove me crazy was you would hear all of the members of city council say how pro-business they were and then turning them away. I mean, that made no sense to me. Um, And uh, whether it's small business or bigger business, uh, if you're pro-business, you're pro-business. Yep. You can't be pro-business and then not for you, but for you. Oh, I agree. I I do completely agree with that. Um, you know, you're not the only person vying for, for the citizens' votes in this election. There's two other candidates uh, as well. What would you say separates you? Why should my listeners uh, cast their vote if they decide to do that? 
my my biggest uh, separator is my experience in finance. I brought a lot of things to issue for the council, and uh, I brought a help bring about uh, the debt limit that we got passed in the city charter that the citizens passed overwhelmingly. Um, we pa- we uh, put in place some zero based budgeting techniques for the for the council to go through line by line. Um, I know finance. Our city is up against the wall in regards to taxes and water rates. We are no longer competitive with Buda or San Marcos. We are no longer um, competitive either on a local level or on a business level. And we have got to get back to where we are competitive and that we will attract that. That is what will drive their home ownership and their property values up is by allowing that demand to stay here and stay in Kyle. Yep. And when we go into debt and when we give revenue away, that money's not staying in Kyle. That money is leaving Kyle. That is not money that will be spent in Kyle sometime in the future. And <laughs> we have got to get to where we fix our finances, we get them under control, and we get some things in place that will help keep us under control, like the debt limit that we got passed. And we... Uh, make sure that that is what is taken care of. The the finance background that I have has been in various areas, and I am able to see various aspects of it. I've been in investments all the way to uh, venture capital startups. Um, currently, I'm in healthcare. I've seen technology. Um, I've got experience from a broad range, um, up and down the chain of command, as well as across various industries. And here at the city, I've never seen a bigger disaster than what we have currently in our finances. And we need someone who can go in there and knows what it is and can fix it. So it's fair to say your platform, fiscal responsibility, if we had to sum you up? Uh, yeah, extreme fiscal responsibility. (laughs) Um, more to the point of, um, accountability. Hey, you don't hear that much in politics. <laughs> no. Uh, Brad, I really appreciate your time. Before I wrap this up, though, there are people that will want to learn more about you than what this interview could have even provided. They want to contact you. Uh, I know as a candidate, you're going to make yourself accessible. Uh, how can people reach you? Are you on social media, your email? Uh, if you want to put out, you'll have an office line. Any way that people can learn more about Brad Pickett? Well, we have a website. It's at pickbrad.org. And you can learn a little bit more about us there. We've also got a Facebook page for Brad Pickett for Mayor. Um, Also have a Twitter account for Brad Pickett. And uh, we also have an Instagram account as well. So you're covering all your bases. Did your did your kiddos help you set up the? Uh, they did. My <laughs> teenagers. They were they're a big part of my social media. They're awesome. That, that was going to say. It's good to have young people in your campaign, isn't it, for getting the word out through uh, social media? Absolutely. They they are, and they're great. And uh, like I say, they're excited. They love doing it. Well, Brad, again, I really appreciate your time for coming in and letting the voters know more about you. Well, thank you, Joshua. I really appreciate it, and I look forward to Kyle succeeding and a big and bright future. And that will do it for this episode of the Kyle Life Podcast. If you'd like more information on Brad Pickett, you can find links and more in the show notes at kylelife.com or go to Brad's website at www.pickbrad.org. For kylelife.com and the Pearl Media Network, I'm Joshua Steubing. Thank you for listening. (laughs) 